It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals are traveling to the Big Easy. Will they have their full complement of weapons? Let's break down this week's matchup. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine, on his way to New Orleans as we get ready for this week six matchup for the Cincinnati Bengals in New Orleans with the New Orleans Saints. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. And of course, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals. You can find us free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate everyone who subscribes, who follows, and who makes us your first listen. And if you didn't get the crossover yesterday and you want more updates on what's going on with the Saints, they have a laundry list of injuries. Andy Dalton might be playing quarterback. Jameis Winston has been limited in practice twice this week. Go check out Ross Jackson at Locked On Saints for all of the latest updates on what's going on with the Saints and what the Saints think they'll, they're going to have to do to beat the Bengals. Whereas on this show today, James, we're going to talk about what the Bengals will have to do to beat the Saints. And part of that starts with who they have available to them as they're still dealing with injuries. Jonah Williams, T. Higgins, not back at practice on Thursday as Zach Taylor tries to manage their work and manage their health as they both, I think, there's some hope that they're going to play, but they might not practice on their way to doing so. Yeah. I watched both of them go through rehab work uh, on the Bengals rehab field on Thursday. They were doing some band work. T Higgins did some sprints. Jonah Williams went through uh, some different things. So I, I still think there's hope here. And one thing I made perfectly clear and, and wanted to make sure with Zach Taylor, are you willing to play Jonah Williams, even if he can't practice all week? And so I, I think they're going to hold out hope all the way until Sunday for both of these guys. And I watched T Higgins go through some sprints and, and when you sprain your ankle, it isn't necessarily the, the straight line. It's the lateral stuff, planning, cutting, stopping, starting. And so we'll see. I didn't see him do any of that. Why would you? Maybe he won't do it until Sunday and the, they'll test it and go from there. And he was doing those sprints to keep his wind up. So uh, we'll see on both guys. I, I wouldn't rule them out by any stretch, but uh, it is unfortunate that they didn't get in any kind of uh, limited participation or anything like that, but could be by design. I'm still holding out hope that both guys can suit up on Sunday. My hope for T is that it is just that he needed more time, that it wasn't a re-aggravation or re-injury. On, Maybe he on just Sunday wasn't ready. Night. Yeah, that's, that's the hope, right? He just needed a little bit more time. Sprained ankles. Most of us have had sprained ankles that have played sports. I, I think that's got to be the most common injury out there, right? I've done it to my left ankle a hundred times. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm walking the next day. Sometimes I'm running two days later. Sometimes it, it takes a couple of weeks when they're really bad. So hopefully this is on the, the scale of T just getting back out there. It is hard to sprint though. 
like actually full on sprinting when you have a, a bad ankle, it doesn't feel great. So I'm taking that as a good sign as well. For sure. And, you know, it's two huge pieces, right? I mean, Jonah, say what you want about him, but the drop off is very real. And I, I think with this entire starting offensive line, it's top heavy. You, you might not love their five, but you get past the five and you make a face. And I'm not knocking the backups, but it's just, to me, there's a pretty pretty big drop-off from Jonah Williams and whoever they would start at left tackle. I think it would be Akeem Adenogy. So, you know, hopefully these guys uh, can get healthy. And, and you're right, uh, Ross Jackson will cover the Saints side, but I, I, the Saints are going to be shorthanded. Some of these mm-hmm. guys aren't going to play. And uh, look, r- regardless of whether or not T plays, that's no excuse for this Bengals offense to not be – better they have to be better this week it doesn't matter i i know it's it's a reason and i know not having jonah would be a reason but it also would feel like an excuse when you start two and three and you're playing a team that gave up 32 points to who the seattle seahawks and i know they're playing well i know it's your boy geno smith you keep talking smack about the seattle seahawks james and all they do is play offense all they do is offense they can't, they can't play defense, so they score a lot of points. Russell Wilson leaves, and suddenly they can score. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Geno Smith. He Let Geno cook. Absolutely. He, the throws that he is making this year are ridiculous. Like, his highlight reel is Mahomesian. Anyway, we're not talking about the Seahawks. Oh Bengals my. don't even play oh, Hold on. It is, the, his, his highlight reel throws this year are insane. Go All look right, at him. Go yeah. look at him. You don't think I've watched some some Seattle? I just mentioned the 39-32 game. Watch those. I'm just saying. Watch that game. Uh, I I'm not saying it. his tape is Mahomes. I'm saying his highlights are. It, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. I watched that game. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's uh, – look, good for him. I don't care. It's Joe Burrow. It's, it's, it's time to get it done now, and it's time to get it done in the place where three years ago you got it done and you won the biggest game of your life. Yeah, and less Joe does years, need l- to play Less than three years better. ago, by the way, two and a half years ago. Yeah, he, he needs to play better. Hopefully this is a week when he can do that. The corners for the Saints, even if Marshawn Lattimore does play, leave something to be desired this year. So there is an opportunity. And if they get those man opportunities again this week, which uh, I just saw a great tweet about this, actually. The Bengals are, are facing like 29% man coverage this year. And the only team to really break that trend so far was the Jets. Uh, in, in week four, no, sorry, Miami in week four, not the Jets, but it was week four. And that's the game that I feel like the Bengals had the most downfield success. The Saints, a team that could give the Bengals similar opportunities, even if Marshall Lattimore is playing, you, you, you like those chances. And it'll be interesting to see how they shake things up on the defensive side if, if Lattimore doesn't go. But where Burrow has excelled is giving his guys in giving his guys accurate, good chances to catch the football in man situations. They haven't seen a lot of man this year. And there's an opportunity this week for Burr to get back on track. But, you know, when we were talking to Ross yesterday, he's talking about this, this for the Saints with the injuries they have starts up front. They have solid linebackers, one, a really good linebacker in Demario Davis and a solid linebacker working with him uh, in Pete Werner. But, Cam Jordan, Lyle Collins, Marcus Davenport, Jonah Williams, or whoever's playing left tackle. Those are the matchups that that could be game wrecking Mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing that that you would have to worry about because 
th there should be ways to find matchups you like in this secondary. We we've seen this team historically find ways to pick on corners that they think they have outmatched. And this looks like one of those weeks where, you know, they can pick on Paulson Adebo or they can pick on Bradley Roby or whoever it is out there and find ways to get matchups they like. I, I hope, you know, that that's the hope. And that's, that's the bar. That's the expectation. I know Jamar Chase is a freak. You don't got to tell me. And 83, let's get him involved some, right? And, and I, it's killing me. I don't know. I, you just look at his numbers, 15 receptions. 15 yeah. I, with with Higgins missing pieces of three different games now and in you know basically a full game this past week when they needed offense against the divisional opponent it's just it's time to get it going it, it, it's time now and uh look they're taking some heat fine but they can dig themselves out of this hole pretty easily if you go down to New Orleans and get a win and I think it, it really does start on offense and and, and to me They've talked about starting and quick starts and starting fast. I think this offense needs that because if they'd start slow and that Superdome crowd gets into it and they're going crazy and they have communication errors and uh, Akeem Adeniji or 75% or, uh, uh, Jonah Williams false starts and backs them up and now it's first and 15 and, and it could just, it can compound. So a big play early would be nice maybe to Jamar Chase because Chase is going to have – so he bought 15 tickets, and then apparently there's 50 more, his dad told Fox 19, uh, at least, and they're trying to get a hold of more. So that's uh, it's kind of wild. A lot, a lot of uh, Jamar Chase supporters going to be in the stands on Sunday. And I'm really excited to see what this offense does this week. I've been excited every week, even though it's been rough. I'm excited to see what they try, right, because they have tried different things every week, and I'm excited to see what kind of coverages they get and how they attack those coverages. Do we see more of what we talked about with Mike in our film review episode, more of those middle-of-field levels kind of concepts where it's the high-low over the middle of the field if they're getting those middle-of-the-field open concepts? Are they doing things to hold the hook curl linebackers and they're not dropping back into the dig window on Dagger where Joe Burrow was intercepted on that pass for Jamar Chase? And so they're, they're, those things are going to be really interesting in the run game. I think very important. Can they continue to find success in some form of the run game? Even if that is living out of the shotgun, which they did against Baltimore, that is a huge key, I think, in getting this offense to be more consistent. So more matchups we can talk about in this one, including that run game and including some of the things on the other side of the ball coming up next. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and it's free. You don't want to have to sift through way too many resumes and people that you're not necessarily looking for because of qualifications or experience or just the right candidate and LinkedIn jobs is going to help you do that with simple tools, screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can prioritize and hire quickly. LinkedIn jobs helps you find qualified candidates. You want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Before we dive into this running game, and I know people hate this, by the way, the people like cover two isn't new. You, you go read Bengals fans, where, wherever they have an outlet right now, social media, Reddit, whatever. Cover two isn't new. This isn't the only team struggling to beat cover two, but you look around the league and the entire league has much, much worse productivity and efficiency against two high defenses, except or a few teams have run the ball really well. Detroit, Cleveland, when they get those two high looks. So the running game is really important. The other thing that I think is interesting is people are like circulating the Jamar Chase route chart right now. Phil Sims, Chris Sims, one of the Sims, Chris Sims, the younger Sims, jumped on that again and said, this isn't acceptable. You go back to week one, Jamar Chase's route chart looks just like Justin Jefferson's. They're just trying different things each week with these guys. Man, is it open season on this offense. And, you know, some of the suggestions, I just, they're, they're kind of funny because they're things that the team is already doing. They're things the team has tried. They're like, anyway. Yeah, well, well, that's the downside to having expectations and underperforming. And so that's just, it, it comes along with it. And not everything's going to be right. Not all of the criticisms are going to be accurate. And not all of them are going to be fair. And that's just welcome to, to life in the NFL as, as what mm-hmm. it's like to be a Super Bowl contender. You know, the Chiefs yeah. went through this last year. They started two and three. And, and so that's where the Bengals are, but with even less of a track record than the, that Chiefs team had, of course. So uh, they just they have to write the ship. Everything can be OK. Everything can be relaxed, like Joe Burrow said when they were 0-2. But they just they have to turn the corner now. They can't wait three weeks to turn the corner because I think they're going to just got to get it done soon. Yeah. And and that's a big part of it is just people are going to find things, right? People are going to talk until the offense is right. And I think that's fair. The offense needs to be better. And even when the chiefs were struggling, it didn't look quite like this, like that, that included a 1.36 to 35 loss to the Ravens in week two. And uh, you know, it included a 38 20 loss, which isn't so good to Buffalo in week five, who they play again this week, by the way, Kansas City, Buffalo this week. That should be a fun game. But going back to the running game, that's one of the answers to too high. And so if the Saints do a lot of that again, and either way, regardless of what the Saints do on defense, the Bengals need to find a way to run the ball like they did last week. And I'm not talking the first four drives of last week when they ran a couple of crack blocks with their wide receivers on defensive ends that people have criticized as well. And maybe they should be using tight ends in that spot instead, but finding ways to consistently run the ball will unlock this offense. It will help. You can't be averaging two yards of carry and be like, where's the explosive place? Because if you're averaging two yards of carry, teams are going to play defense against you like Baltimore did, and they're going to sink their safeties and linebackers 25, 15 yards off the ball at the snap. You're not going to be able to go over the top on that. The whole shots are not going to exist on the sidelines. And so the running game, very important, would like to see that continue this week. And I think is one of the ways the Bengals can help themselves win this game. For sure, especially early. You know, if, if you get it going, I, I think momentum is such a thing, in, especially when you're struggling. 
and they feel it. They feel the pressure and they have urgency and, you know, you don't want to go out there and press, but I, I think if you go out there and you have success early, it's just going to open things up for them mentally uh, just a little bit. You have some success and it really helps after, after struggling a bit and this offense has struggled. And so what, what better way, by the way, to help Joe Burrow from an accuracy standpoint, than to get the ground game going early. So he doesn't feel all right, this is going to have to be a game where I, I have to go out and, and throw it all over the field and potentially push the ball, all of those things. So yeah, they showed flashes of it last week. It, it was nice to see Joe Mixon, a little burst from him. And, and so hopefully that can continue because man, this offense should be fun, Jake. And it, mm-hmm. I love offense and it's just not fun right now. It's not. And it's not like it's last year. There were quarters or halves where it wasn't fun. It's been games full-on game it wasn't really that fun at all last week even when they did well even when they tied it at 10 even when they drove downfield and took the lead it was good it was good to see it wasn't necessarily fun and, and dump offs can be fun if you get the ball to mix it in space or get the ball to chase in space you know, chase in space it's a lot of fun to say i said it a lot last year hopefully we see it a lot on sunday yeah and sometimes it has to look like that is the one thing i would say if teams are that dedicated to not letting you catch the ball behind them, then it might have to look like that for a little bit until you prove that you're patient enough. I was watching Steve Palazzolo and Sam Monson on the PFF football podcast today, NFL podcast today, and Sam's talking about, you know what it is about cover two and these two high defenses, cover six, cover four, quarters, uh, man match quarters, whatever it is. It's that quarterbacks just, the only quarterback Sam was saying that that has the patience to consistently beat that in the last 20 years is Tom Brady. Even Peyton Manning, he's like, even Peyton Manning, when he's seeing these two high shells, he's going to get antsy, 20 shots, you know, 20 plays into the game, 25 plays into the game, and he, and he hasn't thrown downfield yet. And, and now he, he, he's going to get antsy. He's going to try to take a seam shot. He's going to try to fit one in, uh, you know, in the hole of cover two on the sideline or something like that. But Brady... If, if you tell Brady, you know, yeah, he's going to have to throw nothing, nothing you throw this game is going to be more than 12 yards downfield. Brady's going to be like, okay. And he's going to do a really good job of that. And they're, yeah. they're going to win that game. And so that, that's perhaps a lesson this offense has to learn. If, if you're not going to get teams out of their insistence on not being beat over the top, then you have to look like that for some period of time to open up some of those explosives. So you know, if that's if that's what the Saints do at the beginning of the game, the Bengals need to be ready to play that kind of offense and open those opportunities up. Meanwhile, the Saints offense, to me, a bit of a mystery going into this game, right? Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, who, who's going to play? Who's going to be in the wide receiving uh, room for the Saints this weekend? Who's going to be active at that position with all the injuries they have there? Will, will Trey Hendrickson? And James Hurst going at it on that side of the offense be be a fun matchup to watch. Will we see Joseph Osai start to get things going? A lot of fun things on that side of the ball as well. And, you know, we we haven't even mentioned the the Bengals offensive line. I don't know if we'll even have time to, but certainly something that we're watching doesn't even have to be said every week. So we'll get into some of these defensive matchups for the Bengals coming up next. BetOnline is your number one source for all things football betting this season, whether it's college, whether it's the NFL. You want the latest matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Well, BetOnline is the spot that you can wager on all these games, including the Bengals. They're road favorites. Are they going to be able to get it done and improve to 3-0? and Or 3-3, and excuse me, 3-0. and Wishful thinking, Jake. 3-3, three and three, we'll see. 
but you can wager on that at Bet Online. If you want to wager on Joe Burrow leading this team to an AFC North title for a second straight year, you can do that and so much more. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball in the playoffs, NBA, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I don't feel like I really have a feel for this Saints offense, James. There's names that I know. I don't know which of them are playing, but Taysom Hill, is, is that the... The scariest part of this offense, Chris Olave coming off the concussion, looks like he's going to play. He he stepped up his practice participation on Thursday, so he seems to be on the right track to play. Ryan Ramzik at right tackle, we've talked about. He's really good. Alvin Kamara, we talked about with Ross yesterday. He's really good. And earlier this week, Adam Schefter said Mike Thomas is expected to play, but he hasn't practiced all week. So has that changed? I don't know. What are your what are your expectations for the Saints offense this week, James? Because I got to tell you, I do not really know how to how to think about them right now. I sort of feel like it's going to be the Alvin Kamara show, and they're going to try to run everything through him. And it, it does depend because if you have Chris Olave and you have Mike Thomas, that it changes things some and changes things a lot. And you know, I, if you you said, oh, what well, one through three you have. Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave. That's a heck of a one through three on paper. It's pretty solid, right? I like Olave a lot. And that's someone I feel like he's going to play after practicing in a limited capacity on Thursday. We'll see if he does. But, yeah, I, I think that this Saints offense, there's a lot of question marks. Part of it's injury. Part of it's the quarterback. I mean, I asked Chidobe Ouzie on Thursday, what are the differences between a Saints offense ran by Winston and a Saints offense ran by Andy Dalton. And he was teammates with Andy Dalton for a year in Dallas. And he was like, how do I phrase this without getting in trouble? He thought about it for a second. (laughs) And you know what he said? It's the same offense. He copped out. So clearly there's differences that they're seeing. And naturally it's simple, right? Jameis Winston takes chances and he's got a higher ceiling, but there's the higher variance and the lower floor. I think that's probably it where Andy Dalton's going to be a little more, you know, I'm, I'm willing to get the ball out of my hands quick and, and not hold on to it. So uh, I don't really know what to expect from the Saints offense. Depends on who's at quarterback. I think that changes things a bit. And it's certainly uh, going to be injury dependent as well at, at that wide receiver spot because they have some good receivers. And, and as of now, it feels like just Olave is going to play. But it wouldn't shock me if two of the three play. Yeah, and I think they've protected Andy Dalton in that offense a little bit. Just look at I mean, they had a crazy high-scoring game against Seattle, right? But that's Taysom Hill doing weird Taysom Hill things in one of his two Taysom Hill games this year. But Andy Dalton only threw 24 passes in that game. 
completed 16 of them for a respectable eight yards in attempt. He, he threw one interception. He's had a couple turnover worthy plays in his couple of games that he's played. But we, we kind of know we've seen a lot of Andy Dalton, right? We, we know who he is. They're going to protect him. They're not going to make him beat you. But if he does take care of the football, you know, he, he can he can do that. He can run an offense. We, we've seen him do it before. And he's two and oh against Joe Burrow. So how do you get Andy Dalton off his game? Well, think back to when Andy Dalton was a quarterback in Cincinnati. And what's the the obvious answer here is uh, you, you make him get outside of the structure of the offense. You, you either change the picture on him, you make him hesitate, you make him take that extra beat, you throw off his timing. The Bengals have been great at rotations, doing weird stuff, dropping out of mugged looks into weird coverages, doing some cool inversions, doing some cool rotations, or you get pressure. Trey Hendrickson and James Hurst in this game at left tackle for the New Orleans Saints. If, if I just told you those names, you probably think, oh, yeah, advantage advantage Trey who's James Hurst that's not Taryn Armstead he's got a great first name he not does. a bad last name either Hayden I'm just throwing that out there yeah sure 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 uh James Hurst has actually been really good as a pass blocker this year he's not given up a whole lot in the way of pressure so that could be a fun little matchup on the left side of the Saints offense meanwhile Sam Hubbard we've talked about how good of a season he's having that'll be a little bit tougher Ryan Ramzik on the other side we know how good he is. We, we coveted him when he was potentially available last offseason. The Bengals needed a tackle. You know, it was a long shot, but he, he was potentially out there. A good blocker. So if they're trying to get the run game going without DJ Reader out there again, these guys need to play well. The linebackers need to continue to play well. I thought they played better than the PFF grading indicated they played against the Ravens, but they had trouble with the run game against the Ravens. And... If, if you're looking at a depleted offense without their quarterback in the Saints, that would be the thing that you would be worried about. The Bengals have been great against the pass this year. I've loved Lou Anarumo's designs. I, I have faith in his ability to disrupt Andy Dalton. But if they can get the running game going and make his life easier, th then it gets a little touch and go for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think that that's what they're going to try to do. And the run game, it, their, their short passing game to Kamara is – an extension of that run game. And so these linebackers are going to get tested. This defensive line is going to get tested. The secondary, and they've done a good job relative overall tackling as a defense, but they're going to get tested as well. And so can you stop Alvin Kamara in space? That's it's a big question because they're going to get him in space. And if, if you're one-on-one -on -one with him, can you bring him down? And, or, or if he, you're in the hole with him, is he going to make you miss or, or make you, you look silly? Because he can make any of those guys on the defense look silly. He's obviously talented enough to do that. If they do that, I'm pretty confident that the secondary can handle whatever receivers are out there. There is the variance of Jameis Winston. He could throw four picks or four touchdowns. Do you want that or do you want the safe guy in Dalton? Do you want to face the safer guy in Dalton who it's might safe. not? And he's capable of making mistakes too, right, if you get pressure on him. So I, I think that's the thing. Kamara in space and then pressure on whoever's playing quarterback. And you could say that every week, but I, I think it's this week especially because if Kamara is getting loose in space, what's going to make life easy on Dalton even if you get some pressure, easy on Winston even if you get some pressure. But if you take that away and you're heating them up a little bit, I think you're going to come away with a couple turnovers, and which case that could help the offense get off to the fast start, in which case it could lead to the 27-24 Bengals victory that I predicted on our Thursday crossover.
Yeah, there's no crazy speed in this skill group from the Saints either, the way that Miami presented. This isn't a crazy quarterback. Even if it is Jameis Winston, you're, you're still not talking about terribly stiff competition at the quarterback position compared to like Lamar Jackson, who they bottled up the passing game pretty well for the most part against the Ravens, those two blown coverages notwithstanding. So some very interesting stuff in this game. We'll be back on Sunday night with your post-game recap. Hopefully the Bengals get to 3-3, three and three and we're talking about Eli Apple revenge game, my favorite storyline here. The the much maligned in the eyes of Saints fans, Eli Apple returning to the Superdome. And we'll we'll see how we'll see how that goes. We're on Eli Apple Watch a little bit this week. Until next Apple time, watch. Bengals fans. We're not sponsored by them, James. You said it. I didn't. I didn't. Did I? I did. You said Eli also, Apple Watch. But then also you but <laughs> anyway. Let's get out of here. We'll be back Jake after the watch. game. We will uh, we'll get you all your post-game insights and reactions after week six here on Locked On Bengals, covering the Cincinnati Bengals every day. Thanks for listening, Bengals fans. Who day? And have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.